They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. And they're always talking and sitting. Just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Quest. Hey. Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. We all know who you are, Orion. You just put out your uh, latest solo podcast, which nobody likes. <laughs> which, is the, which, is, which is nothing new. Is that the walking one? No. Nobody especially likes that one. <laughs> Uh, we're, we are here with, um, this is a very special show, uh, we are here with the Michelle Johnson band. Uh, Michelle Johnson, come up to the mic, come up to the mic. Howdy, folks. Yeah, say hi, say hi. And her bass player, Mo. Motown Mo. Robert. Hey, now. There you go. What's uh, happening? <laughs> so this is, uh, uh, this is going to be one of several shows that you're, look, for like the next three uh like Monday podcast, it's going to be music-oriented shows. We're building our way up to the Approxapalooza, which is a show that's going to come down the pike in about, oh, I'd say about three to four weeks, where we're going to do a live kind of music extravaganza. Um, man, does that sound douchey to say. Yes. That sounds so douchey to say. Yeah. It's good, No, it's going to be a good time. What'd it's you gonna, call it? <laughs> the uh, the Proxapalooza. I, I love it. Because <laughs> we're hacks. We're fucking hacks. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be music shows for the next few shows. Uh, so listen, learn, love. Uh, we are here with um, the, Michelle, the Michelle Johnson Band, which Orion is the drummer of. Yes. So why don't, why don't you, Orion, why don't you explain the Michelle Johnson Band? They are <clears throat> into the mic. I'm into the mic. Cut my motherfucking microphone up. I, I can do that. I can do that. Don't do. Oh don't look! Hey, crazy. wait! No, wait! Don't. Look, I muted you. Uh oh. Oh well, how about something. that? Say something. Say something. You can't. Yeah, now it sounds great. I love it, and he's, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Mo that it sounds immaculate. Okay, hey, 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 are you a good boy? I'll put you... I'll, He's I, nodding. I, He's nodding, yes. T- I, I turn oh, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Orion's writing something down. What do we got? I still got him on mute. He's writing something. <laughs> what, what do we got? What do we got? What does it say? It says... A good boy. Racist! Yes, I called you a boy. I'm so racist. Look, I'm going to... You know, I feel bad. I'm going to unmute your mic. There you go. <laughs> Says nothing. Taps the mic. Perfect. Bitch, I don't trust you. <laughs> As you shouldn't. So explain the... Uh, uh, we have some fucking local heroes here out of DFW. The Michelle Johnson Band. Thank you. How, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, of, of course. No, you guys fucking rock. You guys I fucking rock. Lives. We save lives. Music. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I don't mean to sound like an asshole. I don't. I really don't mean to sound like an asshole. She does that naturally. But I, yeah, it's it's just a defect of mine. Come up a little closer oh. to the mic. Three finger roll. Three finger roll. 
<laughs> that way we can Hello. hear you. We, we want the people out there to hear your beautiful voice. Thank you. There you go. I, I am Perfect. A little, I'm a little Perfect. So, yeah, until she sings. She's a low talker. So, yeah, when she sings, <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, until she sings. And when she sings, she doesn't play around. So, Orion, uh, tell, tell us all about, because you're the co-host, they're guests, so it's your responsibility to explain the Majel, the Majel, the Majel, the Michelle Johnson Band. Um, just a little too much Chardonnay for the lady. The Michelle Johnson Band is a rock and roll band out of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, more or less Euless and respected areas. Um, they... They have a, a, a great list of originals, but they also cover a lot of um, uh, Dio, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, uh, maybe a few more. Oh, if you're ever lucky, they may, may cover some Fleetwood Mac. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great all around rock and roll band. Sounds fucking great. How did you get involved with these guys? Um, tribute. You know. <laughs> It turns out that every band that we've had in this fucking studio, you've been the drummer of. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> it's how'd easier, you, it's you, easier to know the enemy that way. It's easier to know the enemy that way. How'd you hook up with them? Uh, well, it was through Motown. A Motown jams in the Hillbilly Orchestra. Uh, he's also known as good old Graybeard. I'm sorry, good old Greenbeard. Mot- uh, Motown is... Introduce yourself. You're Motown. I am Motown. There you go. Motown <laughs> is one of the best bass players, bar none, in all of fucking Texas. Just so let's just, well, let's, I, just let's be clear. I, I appreciate let's be that. Clear. that. That's very kind of you to say. I'm pretty sure he is. Yes. Plays, I'm willing to bet money on it. Plays in right. a, a, a renowned band called. I don't mean to interrupt, but oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing your graces. Plays in a renowned band called Little Green Men. Fucking, you have to know about Little Green Men is a fucking amazing bass player that we, Orion and I, in previous bands have had the uh, uh, opportunity and to, the joy and the joy to open for. Um, the, guy, the guy's a master, and so the the music scene in <laughs> the music scene in North Texas is is kind of um, for like those that stick around. It's kind of incestuous. Everybody kind of knows everybody and kind of jams with everybody. And I believe, Orion, that that's how is that was that your entryway into the Michelle Johnson band? Yes. Um, as I mentioned before, me and Mo are jamming in with the Hillbillies and um, Michelle Johnson. The drummer, Hillbilly Orchestra. Yeah, uh, the Michelle Johnson band's drummer um, dropped out, for lack of a better phrase. Um, I don't know if it was ty- musical differences or any type of. I simply don't know. But I get a call from Mo, and they say, um, uh, "You remember Michelle Johnson?" I'm like, "Yeah, they're looking for a drummer right now, and you're the first person that came to mind. So why don't you come try out? And we got a gig. So played a couple of practices with them, and we traveled out to Houston and played played yeah. the first gig in Houston at the Acadia at the at the Acadia home the, of, of Iron, Iron Cross, Cross. <laughs> the mighty Iron Cross Iron Cross bless their heart <laughs> local reference like a motherfucker <laughs> i have no i'm not a part of that inside joke what does that mean oh. iron cross man well, M- 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 why don't you tell them about the great i'm not worthy of this 
I run the motherfucker and I'm not worthy <laughs> of telling the story of Iron Cross. Please tell yeah, me. Yeah, it's it's hard to know where to start with that. I mean, we <laughs> we, uh, we, get, we get up we get in there and you know, yeah. they there's our there's a couple of pieces of gear on the stage. Just kind of looks like it was just tossed here and there. Old and we're like, you know, what do we do? We, you know, he's, oh, yeah, set up on the riser. Go ahead and set up your back line. Okay. Well, it turns out that that was Iron Cross's whole setup was <laughs> those few pieces of gear scattered around. And it was already set up. Yeah. He's a sound man, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and a guitar <laughs> player. He was man. like, he comes up to Michelle. Yeah, I'm the sound guy. She's like, no, that's the sound guy over there mm-hmm. by the soundboard. He's like, no, I'm the sound guy for the band. It was funny. <laughs> After about 15 and, minutes, they just gave up. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, let me again for the f- because we're talking about the Michelle Austin band, our guest, our our hallowed guests of this evening. Hey, um, thank you. W- what was the start of the Michelle Austin band or Michelle Austin Johnson. the Michelle Austin band? Like a, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. The Michelle Johnson band. I want to say Austin because the I reason why the Austin. the reason why I say Austin is because we are a all Texas musicians and Austin is like the pinnacle of where fucking that's where music is that's where music lives and so because I'm talking to such amazing guests Austin just popped into my mind and I want to say the Michelle Austin band <laughs> because because you all are what music is it's it's what live music is supposed to be so I I Step back and I say, Michelle Johnson band, not Michelle Aww. Austin band. <laughs> what was the start of the Michelle Johnson band? The start of the Michelle Johnson band. Well, um, I decided I had I went through a divorce, and I decided to be a singer songwriter. You know, I yeah. had so many songs, whatever. So it was time to name the Michelle Johnson band. But there was a hundred other names, you know, <laughs> that we went through, and they set that stuck. Michelle Johnson band. So it was this, uh, a band of songwriters. Yeah. And um, we we wrote an album together. Well, I wrote an album. I worked for five years trading out with the sound engineer so he so I could get five songs. Five years. So cutting this guy's hair, right? Because I'm a hairdresser. Nice. And then, it, and then we built it as a recording project. And so that's how it started. And um, we did one album. It was good. And we started a second one. And uh, we met Aska, and um, we played at the same places they were playing. And Keith Knight recorded that second record, and then it sort of just took off after that. It was really good, and it's been played on all the radio stations. So nice. We're just kind of going from there. This is year twelve. <laughs> year twelve. Year 12. Uh, is how long have you had this current lineup with uh, the Mo and the Orion? Mo and Orion. Let's see. Uh, I guess Orion for about what five months? About five months, six months? Yeah. Maybe about six months. Yeah. It doesn't seem. It doesn't. Seem well, actually, Christian's last gig was New Year's. So oh, it was January. Oh, so. it was you that was six months ago. Yeah. Because you went to Houston the first time with us. Right. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we lost Christian. We have Blonde Sabbath as a tribute band we do, and then the Michelle Johnson band. And hun, I, I gotta, I gotta be an okay, asshole for stop, a second. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Orion. You already know. <laughs> Orion came into the band there we go. around the first of the year, and it was an amazing thing because Orion's my favorite drummer ever. He's think, everyone's favorite drummer, he's the best, as he should be. The best in DFW. I absolutely. Agree. And when I first saw him, I said to myself, "This guy's a badass," and he just kept on and getting better and better as the gig went by. The man don't quit. And so I was a fan before I even thought about him being the drummer, and. I wouldn't even say it because I didn't think he'd want to play with Michelle Johnson band. Motown, <laughs> Motown was like, I bet he would. You know, I, I bet I, he would. I find that that is a for like when talking about Orion, my co-host, uh, that every band that he has joined feels the exact same way that you just described. Yeah. Could this man possibly? Like in a million years, I wouldn't imagine that he'd join my man, my band, and 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 then you talk to him for two seconds and say, "I got a band. Could you play?" And he'll go, "Yes," every time, <laughs> every time. And it's it's such an amazing thing that <laughs> that a man that's so talented is so giving of his talents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd think somebody that is as good as Orion is would be have a big head, and like. Fuck you off and say, no, how much, how much, you know, it'd be how much, <laughs> but he never does that. He just, he just plays along. He's, he's an incredible person. Just and- the ones I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. He hmm. makes, he brings the rock. He does. He brings the rock. He now, really like, does. Motown over here is a badass bass player, and they already had a synchronicity between them. And I'm a rhythm guitar player, so I'm like on freaking cloud nine playing with these guys. Right. And so happy. You know, it's just, it's great. Hey, I get no, to be part of the rhythm section for a little I, bit. I totally get it. Awesome. I, I feel like I've been playing with Orion for almost 20 years now. And to this day, Orion, sorry, I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass, but I'm on a... To this day, I still feel like it's a privilege, as if it were a privilege to be able to play with somebody of your caliber. And we've known each other for almost 20 years now. So, uh, yeah, take the compliment. Hey, you know what, everybody... I'm taking it all in. You know, fuck, fuck that. Everybody a toast to Orion. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, so here is um, the subject of the show. Uh, We have a band in, and because we have a band in, we are going to talk about our weirdest, funniest, scariest, most interesting times on stage. And uh, I'm going to start with, I, I have a pretty good story about being in a live band um, on stage. I want to save that for the end. So we're going to kind of go around the room and I'm going to pass it off to Orion first. And uh, Orion, what, give us some, uh, a story or two about some interesting times that you've had on stage as, as a live musician. I can think of two, one recent right. and one, one a few years ago. <laughs> um, the most, the most recent was at The Rail, a rock and roll club out in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, mm. 
the the real sound man is a is 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 a, a, a pretty cool guy. And although I don't know him, I know him by reputation. He may be listening. Oh. Be careful about what you say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm it's your story. I back up. It's your story. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> Don't don't make me have to say the white flag speech right now. I'll, I'll save that for later. Um, anyway, the, besides, was it a Michelle Johnson band? Uh, no, this was a this was a hillbilly orchestra gig. Okay, okay. And um, a, uh, a hillbilly orchestra. We've had them on the show before. Go back and listen to previous episodes. You'll find them. So you're with the hillbilly orchestra yes. at the rail. And and the sound man was taking the day off, and there was another sound man that was there. I don't know who he was. And I really don't care. That's not the point. Uh, the point is is that um, there was a band that went on by the name of 383. And I'll tell you right now, if you want to see some young motherfuckers throw down with some metal, I got three words for you. 380 motherfucking three. They're great. They're great. A great live band. Like I mean, words. they're really you know? good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to say this on podcast. Shut the hell <laughs> Anyway, um, um, so uh, 383 goes on first, then the Hillbillies come on next. Now, the 383 had great sound, and I believe that the sound man, before he left, set up everything, made sure that the, the levels are great. And the rule of thumb is the first band is where you tweak sound for the second band. Right. So the Hillbillies go on, and as we're setting up and playing and getting ready, doing what we got to do to get ready to play, and the music is going on out there, my monitor is getting louder and louder and louder. So we played through the first we played through the first song and as we're doing it it's blasting in my ear. And it's blasting so bad that I'm playing half the song with my hand in my my ear and my my right hand playing <laughs> through the rest of the song. By the time the song got done, all we could hear was that's horrible. It, <laughs> look, that's gonna sound amazing. It on brought. The podcast. It brought. I mean, it's like the guy uh, look, sleep on. If you please yeah. rewind that and turn your speaker up to ten, <laughs> and then put it in your left ear. <laughs> <laughs> By the look. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big motherfucker and unless I get unless unless you catch me in my chin nothing knocks me down. No. I stood up for a second and collapsed. The noise was so bad. And uh, and it still kept going. <laughs> and Mo, Mo, Motown's playing with us and Motown is like <laughs> Orion Orion are you okay can you hear me I'm like are you okay <laughs> Damn. Uh, it looks like his head was about to explode man oh. I'm like tell him to shut it down and Motown and now it's starting to affect Motown Motown's like hey, hey. and Mongo's up there like cut that shit off <laughs> And Motel's like, cut it, cut it out, cut the drum monitor's mic out, cut the drum monitor's mic out. As soon as he, soon as he cuts all the power, all you could hear was me saying, "Shut it all the fuck down!" Oh. And then just some, just, just a, 
<laughs> Silence <laughs> went across the room. Everybody's on. Followed, followed by me looking up at him, and, and I looked up at him and went, "Fuck!" Oh, <laughs> man! You know it's just not cool. That's not. Now, oh yeah, now, you, now, can't, now, you, you can't have that. Mongo, Mongo is a big Bruiser Brody looking motherfucker. Motown is Motown stands taller than me. Randy's pretty tall too. I I got up on one knee and got up and shook my head, and I just I just know it. I had this scowl across my face like. <laughs> Just let one white motherfucker say something to me <laughs> right now. Fort Worth, Texas. And I look over. I look over at Motown, and Motown's like, "Well, let me work on my base." I look over at Bongo, and who? And Bongo, Bongo was sitting in a chair, and all Bongo could do was this. Turn the chair. More. He didn't want none of that action. He didn't want none of that action. I looked at Randy, and Randy's like, "You all right, bro?" I'm like, "Yeah." So I got back behind my drum set, and Motown's like, um, um, "Well, let me do something about the monitor." I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, "I'm sorry, Mo. Tell him to keep the fucking monitor off. We'll play without the fucking monitor." So we go ahead and play through the rest of the night, and of course, there's no more, there's no more trouble. So they, I, I kind of felt like I was sabotaged, but what can you do? You live and learn. Awesome. That's a fucking great story. <laughs> Michelle, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're next. What's a really good story that you have from your all of your years of experience on stage? Well, I mean, the first story that came to mind when you yeah. asked me that was yeah. um, back in about 2007. All right. Ten years ago. Damn. I know, right? It seems so good I to know. Me. I know. It How sounds fast? impossible. But yes, it was. Yeah. In uh, 2007. MJB had a regular gig every Sunday at the Flame. Does anybody know where the Flame is? In, 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 in Eulis? On Highway 10? On Highway 10? Yeah. Oh, holy Yay, Christmas. yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the steakhouse called the Flame. It was the Flame. What? What? That's steaks in Texas. The flame. They weren't bad. <laughs> what happened, bad. Michelle? What what did they do to you? What happened? Well, they gave you know they hired a rock band. Basically, okay. they yeah. asked us to you know keep it toned down. But we had, I mean, we were a rock band, right? You know, and so for a while we kept our lead guitar out of it. He came, he came for it was his first time at the Flame. We had played the night before. We're all a little bit, um, you know. I mean, we're all ready to rock and everything but it's the flame so it was just already <laughs> weird he didn't have his extension cord and the stage up there was like two people it fit fit two people where usually cowboys would dance around and do karaoke and shit you know <laughs> and so like we were making up country's things just try to fit in but they paid us 200 bucks and we got a free steak dinner you know so it was it was all good was so, the steak good it was all right, you know. It was like it was like going to grandma's house with the plastic plates. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was awesome. And so yeah, I mean, you'd have steak and play, and so they had this dance floor, and we set up on the dance floor. You had the drums and the singers, and and Greg didn't have his extension cord, so he had to sit up there on stage all by himself and everything. And it was just kind of an oddball setup, number one, in a real retro place. And there was this chick there, man, and her name was Leslie. And let me tell you something. She was 50 years old. 
I'm 50. Now, <laughs> Leslie, she was a fan, man. She was like our new fan, and she insisted on everybody have tequila shots. Oh, so she brings, and it's like, oh, it's the day after our gig. And we're like, yeah, that's what we want. But it was her birthday. And, you know, she was 50 and everything. And she had a chair and she was dancing on the chair. And you had this fashionista of 50. And she'd look over at my backing vocalist and say, hey, you ever heard of I Am Sam? You ever seen I Am Sam? It was like a Beatles tribute movie or soundtrack or something and she goes oh yeah oh, yeah hey can she sing a song and i'm just like what the fuck is problem and she's like melissa melissa and she's calling me melissa i'm like what the f- I'm not- <laughs> name melissa. I said, this is this is not the christy carson show over here it's like this we're the michelle johnson band you know and we're gonna play you you know michelle johnson band shit and she's like okay all right and then she starts to take every, after the show, right? She takes every individual band member to the back. Oh, my God. Where this stereo is sort of <laughs> in the corner. And she tries to get people to show her how that's how to work it, you know? Oh, wow. And so she was sort of like uh, hitting on everybody in the band, right? And... Uh, it just it went on and on until she somebody finally you know took arrested her, her. <laughs> <laughs> took her out. but yeah it was at the flames so if you've ever been there you would understand <laughs> you would understand how weird of a gig that was uh, oh my god that's Texas's best state the flames <laughs> yeah who yeah. oh, did the flames you don't remember passing by it off a of highway <laughs> team it has these red flames on it. it's like <laughs> I don't know if it might have been a titty bar. Oh Maybe an old kind titty bar. It's like, hey, you want to get some? I'm hungry. What do you want to stop? <laughs> I don't want to stop. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Let's go to the flame. Let's go to the flame. Not just any restaurant. You could have went to the Sizzler or, or, or Texas Landing Cattle, but they're not on Highway 10. Not like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Yep. Anyway, Fuck. I, I <laughs> Fuck guess yeah. I guess that that was my story. You know, it was that's really funny when I was remembering it last night. <laughs> oh no, that's Some it's fucking great. Members. That's an amazing story. That's I love a, it. That's a great job, Melissa. Anyway, oh, yeah. could we? Way to go, Melissa. Okay, hey, we're gonna pass it on to Mo. Mo, you've uh. been in this business for countless years. You've been on more stages than you have memories. <laughs> this is true. What what do what what was some weird, funny, scary gimme give, give me a story. Give me a story. Wait, 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 what do wait, wait. you got? Hold hey, whoa, Oh, hey, look. Right. This is this is a rare occasion. Orion. I want to take my time to enjoy this. I've been waiting a long time to oh. get him over and tell oh. these stories. Orion. Imbibing. Well, and and by being alcohol, Orion. Look at that. This is very rare. I feel like it's a special Guinness. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah no. I. I <laughs> Greenbeard's. Greenbeard's true road stories. 
<laughs> oh man, I got a lot of. Them. <laughs> I mean, you asked me to think of one or two stories, and I'm just like, oh my god, how do I do that? I, I know, I know, I know. What was the first one? That popped the, uh, in your head? Yeah, the one, oh, I, the look, one I started. Speaking of first ones popping in your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, before I start, thank you for the, all those kind words you said oh, about me a little while course, ago. Of course, of course. I uh, Friday night I went and saw Victor Wooten at the Granada Theater, so Son I'm feeling pretty mediocre right now. Well, uh, so. Hey, hey! As a bass player, as a bass player, I feel your pain. I totally get it. Well, Victor Wooten, be, be, Jesus Christ! You want to know? Man. You want to know why? You want to know why Victor Wooten is respected by everybody else? Uh, because he's the fucking best thing ever. You want to know why he's the best thing ever? You want to know why he's the best thing ever? Because he because, plays really well. Well, besides that, besides that, yeah. he he plays to compliment his players, and by performing he makes them want to be better players so take it from a guy that you just said a whole bunch of shit about i'm as only as good as the people that i surround myself with so you can let victor wooten have his i'll take mine yeah Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I went to that bass clinic that he put on at Sam Ash Music earlier yeah, in the I'm day, I'm sure you wanted too. to have his hands broken, and, but that's... Oh, my... I mean, he's so cool. He started off by just doing, like, a solo for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And everybody in the place is just standing there like... As he's wont oh to do, of course, yes. <laughs> right. And then he talked pretty much the whole rest of the time. You know, he should gave a couple of little demonstrations, but the things he was saying was just even outside of playing bass. I mean, he... The guy is full of wisdom. And I, mean, that's, I think that's the he's really... He's very inspiring when to hear him talk. Yeah, no, I think that Victor Wooten, like the icing on the Victor Wooten cake is that he is a fucking decent human being. Yeah. Like he's a... Yeah. That's the thing that makes him stick out is not... Not only does he show you all of his technical accomplishment, but he knows how to... Like he's a good human being. And I think that's the thing that makes him special and why he's so uh, revered. You know, it's, you take a look at Victor Wooten, and that's, that's a guy you want to emulate, not just through his playing style, not just because of what he can show you on a technical basis, but because he knows how to be, he's like a decent person. And that yeah. sticks out. That sticks yeah. out in a land of rock and roll where it's all ego and uh, fucking megalomania. You know, you, you get this guy that is, and this is, this is why I like Orion, this is why I like Orion, a man of technical expertise that is at his base, at his core, at his foundation, an amazing human being. And I think that's why Victor Wooten is so revered amongst bass players or musicians in general. Oh, so yeah. I totally get that. Um, so what has happened to you, Mo? On so, stage, so, <laughs> that is fucked with you. Well, what I was going to tell earlier, and it was, came up, uh, came into my mind, was when we were talking about uh, the microphone proximity. <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> fair enough. Uh, in uh, two thousand three or four, uh, Little Green Men went out to Roswell, New Mexico, and we headlined uh -huh. the uh, side stage for the uh, Alien Festival, uh. and. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met the guys in my band, but uh, Andrew, our guitar player, he is one of the most serious, badass guitar players. I put him on the same stage as Eric Johnson or Joe Satriani there's, or any there's, of those guys. There's nobody in Little Green Men that's a joke. Yeah. There's nobody in Little Green Men that's a joke, of course. Yeah. 
and I, and I love the guy to death, man. And he's he's a teacher. He's a he's actually the head band director at Brewer High School in Fort Worth. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he'll get frustrated if he sees people not doing things quite right. Oh, I bet he has, <laughs> has a ball. And there was this. When we went out there, we took all of our own PA. We were kind of running the show on the side stage. And so we headlined, and there were several local bands that played before us. There was one band that came all the way from L.A. They were called The Dibs. And this singer's girlfriend came out like looking like she should have been on Sunset Strip in this evening gown and all this and hair done. And it's like, you're in the middle of the fucking desert. Who are you wearing this for? <laughs> But the second or third band on that day, it was like an all-day-long thing, and uh, there was this punk band on, and I don't recall what the name of them was. They were just a bunch of young kids, probably right out of high school. And this lead singer was just sitting there, and he was going off. He was screaming his ass off, but he was holding his microphone like right here, like out in front of him like this. Oh, my God. And I mean, it was like, all right, hey, let me hear you out right now. And in, when they stop every song, they they stop and the guys just I can't hear my microphone at all. I don't. You need to turn this thing up. It's, it's like sing into it, sing into. And we try to motion, then they do another song. And I think they got through about four or five songs of doing that. Do you <laughs> and, think? And I'm just watching the level of red on Andrew's face. <laughs> we had the microphone turned all the way up. And he still couldn't hear the guy, so he, he, Andrew finally just storms up to the stage. He's like, give me the microphone, and he grabbed it out of this dude's hand. <laughs> and he stuck it, check, one, two, and <laughs> just, you could probably hear it for miles. <laughs> and he just threw the microphone down in front of the guy. He's like, there! <laughs> and he just, God damn it! <laughs> funny because he's such a reserved dude when you meet him you know oh man i mean it sounds like that dude was going to like it it sounds like like i want to dip into the head of this guy it sounds like he was holding his microphone back because he wanted control over his mic but then complained about the level of control that he was doing right Right. he was being too careful and then complaining about it On a level, I respect that, but then he's a fucking douchebag. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can only tell him so many times. And, you know, he just Andrew put, demonstrated it put, in a, in put a big the way. Mike, a little <laughs> bit closer. Look, I know you're screaming. <laughs> so long as you're not gripping on the fuck of that SM fucking fifty eight, you, you know, you'll you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I'm running fucking. Uh, I got I got a fucking level compressor. I got. A, yeah. You'll be okay. You'll protect- stop complaining. Yes, you'll be all right. Put the mic closer to your fucking face. Yeah. Stupid. And all the put people the- that were all the people that were like tripping in the put in the, the yard. Man, they were like yeah, that's sick, when everybody you know, in the crowd was like, like, That's what the sound needs to do. Damn. The sound man needs to go. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't hear anything you just sound, man. And the speakers, put the mic up against your fucking face. Speak into the mic. It's called a microphone. Speak closer. Put the fucking mic in front no, of your no, face. No, no, dude, but seriously, seriously, for a young punk band, I kind of get that. I feel like the guy was being too brainy. And and on, on one level, I can respect the fact that he knew he was screaming and he had to hold the mic back. 
But because, but the fucking complaining that he wasn't getting his fucking levels right. That's bullshit. Yeah, and being it's, a dick about it, too. And being a Turn dick about it. Turn the fucking mic up, man. No. I can't hear it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, you just don't understand fucking mic control. You're trying too hard. You're trying too hard, and you're fucking up your Singer. own sound. Singer, this is God speaking. Put the mic in front of your fucking face. <laughs> Speak into the mic. It's not that hard. Why are you away from the mic? Get into the mic. Come closer to the speaker. Ah! Come closer to the speaker. That's what happens when you speak into the fucking mic. Oh, and hey, and by the way, don't hold your mic directly over the fucking floor monitor, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring the mic close to the speaker. Bring the mic close to the speaker. What? Tell me, don't fucking do that. Don't fucking do that to my mic. The mic is not a Stop toy. It. Quit it. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I guess it hurt their feelings because they didn't come back for the second day of shows. <laughs> Maybe they got kicked off We're of the like, tour. Fuck it. We'll just festival. play in an hour longer. They needed to get Iron Cross up there. Yeah, showed man. Them Iron Cross would have showed them how to run their sound, man. So I got a 12-channel board from 1932 <laughs> with two microphones plugged into it. Yeah, what's Kevin, what, what's Kevin using as his guitar rig? Oh, I got a couple of line sixes run some remotes out of What you doing? Well, I've got this board here that I'm going to be using as my... You're going to be running direct? You can say that. Uh, where's your Where's your speakers? You're, you're looking at them. It's that one right there. That base, the that base cabinet that's laying on its side there. That's the one. Uh, it's a fucking great story. Uh, the man in a little box. Buried in all of my little shit. Won't you come get me out of this place? Come on, come on. Get me out of this place and save me. Save me. <laughs> oh screw it! I'm done. I'm out of here. Are we gonna? Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna do one more song? Y'all want us to do one more song? The music, house music yeah. comes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. Yeah, let's hear it for Iron Cross. Thank you very much for coming out. <laughs> it was crazy. Next crazy. is. <laughs> Next was the Michelle Johnson band, and they he they made us sound so good. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have had a more grateful crowd than. Oh, yeah, man. They're like, oh, thank God. It's good, not all the bands are going to be like this. Houston likes us. Houston <laughs> likes MJB, right? Yeah. They do. And that's a cool place to play, man. I like the UK. But that's okay. We don't get to play bar mitzvahs. Iron Cross does. Oh. You're right. Try not to Try not to ever forget that. Somewhere, some kid's going in for a clip they, and is going to have to they, listen to Man in the Box. They do a lot I wonder of, if the sound guy is also the Moyle. I was going to say, they do a lot of... <laughs> Do they do a lot of Jewy songs? Are they Jewy? I don't think so. Give me a C. About CC. <laughs> Wait a minute. The drums were all messed up. Oh my God. There was a hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell them about the hi hat stand. Ah, we shit. can tell an hour-long story about the hi-hat stand. <laughs> we don't got much time. I'll, I'll be quick. On a hi-hat stand, it's it's based on a chain that's attached to a spring. When you push it down, it closes the hi-hat. That's where you get that sound from. Open, it's wider, closer, it's shut. Without that chain or without an attachment to the chain, it's just a simple on a stand. It's just a simple on a stand. So when we come in for low, we come in for low down, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, you go ahead and stage the the um, your your gear, 
I was like, well, where I come from, it's not, we don't do backlining. We load gear up and load it down. It's like, no, their gear's on stage. <laughs> There's no drums up there. It's like, yes, there is right up there. Yeah. And it looked like they just packed it on the stage so they could put it on the riser. Right, like they just like, like they brought it in and in. just set it down we'll just to here for the like, night, just to get we'll it in. Yeah. I'm like, is that there? Is that there? Set up? And I look at the hi hat stand, which has a, a symbol, a hi hat symbol on it, and the pole, and then the pedal is on the floor like this, not attached to anything. I'm like, how's she gonna play the hi hat just like this? How the fuck is she gonna do that? Bounce her knee up that high. Maybe she'll hire a monkey while they play in the group. It's going like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Oh god! That's a fucking excellent story. That's a fucking excellent story. But you have you have a you have a haymaker for so yeah. I'm gonna try to close this show out, and we got about five minutes before we have to take a production break and uh, reload the camera. So let me see if I can knock this out real quick. The year was 2006, all right? I'm playing in a band called Gravity Euphonic. It is a uh, hard rock industrial band. I am the singer and bass player, and that's it. It's a two-piece band, just me and another fucker. And uh, Eric, I just called you a fucker. Sorry. (laughs) You have a name. Your name is Robert Paulson. Does His nobody get that? That's a Robert. Pa- Why are you gonna start it? <laughs> not let us finish. Tell the story. <laughs> so so anyway, so it's 2006. We uh, get booked to do a show at a skate park in Fort Worth, uh, the kind of upper north side of Fort Worth. In <laughs> do you know where I'm going? <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, oh, it's gonna be a doozy. <laughs> it's a skate park that is run by. A Mexican gangster. Seriously. Seriously. It's a skate park that's run by a Mexican gangster. And we are booked to do this show. And the whole thing about the show is one of these um, you sell tickets as a, you like, you sell your own tickets and try to get the crowd in. It's not, you don't pay at the door. It's, you know, you are responsible for your own success kind of thing. And. The whole thing was was we the guy that got us into the gig was a real piece of shit. He was a guy in another industrial band that talked a big game, got us on this uh, particular show, and told the venue, the Mexican gangster guy at the skate park, that he could get a band called um, uh. Was it uh, the used? No, not the used. It was a big fucking name. He this this douchebag promised. Uh, God damn it! What was it called? Vasta. Vasta. There's not. There's not a band that's around anymore. But it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter. What matters is this douchebag promised a big name, and and put us on as an opening act. We were supposed to sell our own tickets. And it was also our job to represent uh, Vast. Vast. Vast, okay. Vast was the name of the band. Um, uh, and we were supposed to represent Vast and 
it was it was our job somehow as openers to get Vast to come and play this skate park, and so w- what happened was we um, we sold a few tickets j- from Gravity Phonics side. This douchebag sold a few tickets from his weird little shit band, and then we got Vast on board to sell a few tickets. And the day of the show comes along, okay, and uh, Vast does not show up because they don't feel that the crowd is worth it, right? And we went through, like, there were negotiations that happened um, at this skate park with the fucking gangster in, like, classic fucking Godfather roundtable kind of discussion where we were like, we're Gravity Phonic, yeah, we'll sell tickets, and we'll help get Vast on stage. And the douchebag that got us involved in it was like, yes, we will sell tickets, and we'll get Vast on stage. And and it was all honky dory. We made a deal with this Mexican gangster guy that runs this fucking skate park, and uh, and when it comes to the day of the gig, Vast doesn't show up. There's like five bands that are playing. I'm only pointing out my band and the douchebags band because I can't remember the other bands, but the main players are me and uh, our band. And fucking this douchebag guy. And so what happens is Vast doesn't show up. Uh, we expect them to. Uh, we're playing uh, like the like they're the headliner. So the gig starts at about 4 p.m. And it's supposed to last till about, I don't know, 10 or 11. And, um, and everybody plays through. Everybody plays through. But Vast never does show up. The headliners, the whole reason that uh, the, uh, it was a crowd of maybe 500 people at the skate park that showed up for Vast, you know, it was promoted as Vast is the thing that you're going to come see, featuring they, a bunch of other fucking... And they didn't even play the show. They didn't play the show, they never showed up because they didn't feel like it was worth their time because they didn't sell enough tickets to the skate park. And behind the <laughs> scenes, behind the scenes... My band and this douchebag that got us involved in it, um, a guy named, fuck, I don't care, Delaney. Delaney, you still owe me 600 bucks. Listen. <laughs> uh, Delaney, that's the guy, Delaney. Delaney and our band was, was at the precipice of trying to get Vast involved. They never showed up. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. Um, we were the Gravity Phonic, the band that I'm in, was the last band to come up on stage, and but we're supposed to at the end of the gig introduce Vast. Vast is not here. I'm running around backstage. Are they coming? Are they not coming? Are they coming? Are they not coming? So I do the most embarrassing thing that I've ever had to do on a microphone. I had to go up in front of uh, three to four hundred people and say, at, and this is after the Gravity Phonics set, the last set before Vast is supposed to take the stage. And I have to get up on the microphone and say, Hey, everyone, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but the band that you've come here to see, Vast, they're not showing up. They're not showing up tonight. So many booze. So and and I had to take the brunt of it. Uh, and 
and that's that's bad for the fans, of course. But then I had to get off stage, march back behind the stage. Now this is a big fucking skate park, right? And it's it's made of an it was made of an old fucking warehouse. And again, this is north west Fort. This is just behind uh, the fucking courthouse in Fort Worth. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and so this, it's just this big fucking uh, made up kind of deal uh, out of an old piece of shit warehouse and there's tiny tiny little fucking rooms and hallways and shit that you gotta wind your way through and I had to leave the stage wind through all these fucking weird hallways and go to the goddamn Mexican godfather (laughs) where he's sitting (laughs) counting money counting tickets and and on the phone with people and and he, I, I get off the stage, everybody fucking booing, and I, and I and I go directly to him and I say, dude, I'm I'm so sorry. I I can't. They just I don't know from vast. They are. They just thought it wasn't worth it and they didn't show up. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? He looks at me and he says, um, and I don't want to. <laughs> He, Don't do it. <laughs> on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> it's, no, he wasn't He wasn't a godfather in that way. But he looked at me square in the eye, and we were in his tiny little, like, I wound my way to his little tiny office. Not the fucking big room where we all sat and made, like, the big fucking circle of, like, that meeting, you know? Where it was real dramatic. I no no. I went to his little fucking tiny back room where it was just him and me, and I sat down in front of him, and I said, "I I, I this is the end of the show. I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, we sold our tickets. Delaney sold his tickets. The other three bands they sold their tickets. You know, you made a bit of a profit, a little bit. You know, you came out just a fucking head, but Vast isn't showing up." And I can't, I, I can't explain it. I don't know why they wouldn't show up. They were on the road. They knew this was a thing. We and we made a promise. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry. He said, "You owe me." There's nothing I can do about the band, but you owe you, me personally, me personally, because Delaney wouldn't t- fucking take the blame. <laughs> Delaney, the guy that got us involved in this fucking shit, wouldn't take the blame. He said, no, 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 that we were not making anything. We were selling tickets and not making any fucking profit whatsoever. He looked at me and he said, well, he, look, I want to be as honest as I can be about this. Uh, He, I want to try to recall it as best as I possibly can. He didn't say you owe me. He said, somebody owes me $600. Like, that's what the margin was. $600 is not a fucking big deal. But that man wanted his money. And fucking Vast didn't play. So, Delaney, who had, while I was having this meeting with this guy, had kind of crept in and sat down and just kind of was listening because he's a fucking goddamn weasel. Um, No fucking... I'm so mad at this guy. Yeah, I mean, I would too. <laughs> he sits down, makes n- n- no responsibility, 
just sits down and listens because he's more interested in the drama, not his actual responsibilities, and listens to me explain the situation away to this Mexican gangster. And I says, uh, look, and I look right the fuck over at Delaney. And I says, and I'm, I'm looking at Delaney, but I'm talking to the Mexican gangster. I says, I will go ahead and I'll give you your $600. I'll do that. It's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I will get you the money that you're owed because I understand the situation here. This is basically a front for a a drug scheme. The whole reason you own the skate park is to peddle drugs. And, and, and then Delaney talked you into putting on a fucking show here with a headliner that he couldn't provide. I will take the responsibility. So here's what I'm going to do. Give me two weeks. Give me two weeks, and I'll have your $600. And he says, in two weeks, you give me $600? Or, I swear to God, I swear to God this is what he said. Or legs get broken. <laughs> no way. Yep. Damn. So I said, two weeks. And the reason why I said two weeks is because I knew already that in 2006, it was the very start of my porn career. And I knew that I was going out to Sarasota, Florida to make $1,100 and that I would come back with $1,100 and be able to give him his $600. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I I say, I leave. The fucking, the crowd's fucked. They don't get their headliner. They just shuffle off. They just fucking shuffle off. There's no big hurrah at the end of the night. They just shuffle off, and Eric and I sheepishly pack our shit away, and we, and we take off, we go home, and I know that in a week, I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to drive to Florida in my piece of shit car, and I will barely make it because I don't have enough cash to make it. (laughs) And I will do my very best to make this money that I was promised uh, from this very first foray into being in the adult industry, knowing nothing, being just a scared fucking 26-year-old kid. And, And hopefully, if everything works out, I'll make the money that I was promised, come back home, and pay off this Mexican gangster. <laughs> so over half of the profits I made from my very first foray into porn went to a Mexican gangster because Vass didn't show up at a skate park. Bam. That's my story. That's my weirdest fucking stage story. You could have died in that little room and no one would have known. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe you had your legs broken. Exa- absolutely. No, I remember. I met the Mexican gangster. Um, when I had the money, I came back. I, everything worked out exactly in time the way it was supposed to. Uh, everything ran perfectly. When I came back home, I drove out to downtown Fort Worth. I went to the uh, Barnes & Noble right across from the fucking Bass Hall. And I, I, we parked our car. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. We parked our car, and I had the money in hand. And I called the Mexican gangster guy, and I said, this is my location. I'm a few blocks away from your skate park. He says, okay, I'm going to be there. 
and he pulled up in his fucking uh it was one of these Cadillac it was the thing that fucking um <laughs> that the uh drummer from Pantera drives what was it the uh, he drives this fucking yeah, Vinnie Paul. It is it, he drove up in like Vinnie Paul's fucking car. The the fuck it, it was a <laughs> without without the fucking without the fucking Longhorn thing on the front of his bumper. It it was a very expensive fucking like Range Rover type of thing. 2007 Cadillac Vinnie Paul. Right, 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 right. It was that. It was that. He drove up in that without the fucking horns on the front, and 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 parked next to me where I told him to meet me, and he said. You got the money? I was like, yeah, I got the money. And a fucking a wad of 20s, swear to God, passed it right over to him. And he said, you did a good thing. Now, I don't mean to put it in a, like an Italian swang because he's a Mexican guy. But it <laughs> felt that way. It yeah. felt like that. It felt like a Don Corleone kind of thing. And he looked at me and he said, you did the right thing. He said, we could use honest people like you in this uh. business. And I was like... Thank you. Here's your money. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Scared the fucking shit out of me. Of course, I never, never contacted that motherfucker again. And from this, from that fucking day to this day, that fucking Delaney dude will never talk to me. Never cop responsibility for the fucking gig he tried to put together. It was it was a fucking sham, man. It was a sham all the way across the board, and I, it, it, it was my first foray, and that like that's the story that I have as my like the starting of my porn career. It's like classic. This was the thing that pulled you over to the other side of the fence. It's like I can't decide: do I want to do porn or not? Angry Mexican gangster. I'm going to do porn. I'm going to have to do it. I have to do it. I'm going to pay somebody a no, visit. Because up to that point, up to that point, I was just slinging pizzas. I was never going to be able to pay off this guy. It just so happened that that I had this gig that I knew that was coming up. You know, just a fucking scared nobody, have no idea about this business, 26-year-old fuck-off that has been promised, promised money. In Florida, this was like this was July, and uh, July of two thousand six, and 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 I then had to make a promise to this Mexican guy that I would give him the money that he needs, based solely off of this unproven thing that I didn't know was even gonna work because some asshole wouldn't man up and take responsibility, even though he was the guy that put it all together, so. Yeah, my first, uh, my most interesting stage story, even though it's an after stage story, is paying off a Mexican gangster and my first foray into porn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but this would not, well, actually, I would say this would not be the last time you would deal with the underbelly of crime or anybody's belly for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I'm interested. What, like, well, this, I mean, this besides that Mexican guy, I really haven't dealt with any kind of. Well, there's that one time that Co played that, uh, that oh. IRA gig. Oh, uh, keep talking. What? What? It was a there was a there was a gig that we played in Fort Worth. I forgot the name of the place. It was before they called it Tomcats. They had another name for it, 
and it was ran by IRA. Oh, and we didn't quite we didn't get to quite finish the set. Oh wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't remember the IRA thing, but I do remember playing at a um Armenian kind of pasta place where we played for a table full of Mexic uh, uh Russian gangsters. Yeah. Do you remember that? And they ta- and they shut us down because we were interrupting their business deals oh, yeah. at that little oh fucking table. Oh my god! Tunnel. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, because because Co- uh, Jose wanted to play one more, and the dude flashed his he flashed his iron, and we were like, "Too bad, we can't stay. Load load him up." <laughs> we were in a I don't know how he fucking scored that gig, or why he scored that gig, but we were playing in a fucking restaurant in front of a table of maybe. Seven Russian gangsters at a round table playing music that did not fit the venue. Uh, just hard rock, middle of the road uh, shit. Being at a venue did not that did not fit the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was, I don't know kind of how he scored flame. it. It was so <laughs> fucked off, and and they had we were a loud fucking hard rock band, and we we and this is in Arlington. This is this happened in Arlington. If you remember, it was like right off of uh, 360 on the Grand Prairie side, if I'm not mistaken, and and we played this gig and we're do it's all and worse yet, it's all originals. So it's like it's not <laughs> like they, they didn't they, know it's not, they're not even getting like hard versions of songs they like. They're just getting sh- like we're completely interrupting their drug deals. We're completely interrupting their white slavery deals. Yes. And like by the end of the fucking set. They, they like a dude from the table flashed some iron, and we're like, "Okay, we're gone. Okay, we're out. Sorry, sorry, we, we shouldn't well, uh, have been now, here. I'm sorry, correct. we don't mean to be here." Yeah, what did what did we were getting ready to? We were at kind of like the 44 minute mark. We had one more song, and they were like, they gave the dude walked over to Jose, gave Jose some money, said, "You guys got to go." And Jose's got, we got one more song for you. It's like, and no. we looked out, we looked out, he went, "No, you don't." No, you don't. You she, go home. She said that. Well, good night. <laughs> we didn't. I did not take one drum off the kit. I picked up the bass drum <laughs> and just slowly moved. <laughs> if they go shoot at anybody, they go hit the kit. I like how all of our stories, or all of our most interesting stories, involve crime bosses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, remember? Oh, re- oh, what, remember? What, 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 remember what? the time where Jose almost got into a gunfight over coke? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <sighs> we were playing. We were playing at a club called Monte Carlos. Yes, this is in uh, uh, I remember Monte South Carlos. Arlington, right yeah. next to the Parks Mall. Standing place. All right. Yep. Uh, and 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 we were we were playing. Oh my! Oh my God! We were opening for Aska. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 That was before I even. It was a. Knew it was Aska. a break. I know. I remember very, oh very clearly. We, we, it was a normal gig at in a uh, kind of Italian restaurant. Yes. Okay. And um, uh, Jose Jose is the guitar player of the band. He's also yeah, the booking sausage. agent, so he negotiates with all the with all the the clubs and the owners and this that and the other. Right. And when when Jose goes to get a deal, he likes to get us comped. Right. So he's like, "Hey, we're gonna play here. Why don't you give us about." 250 300 throw us a meal or something 
You know, that way we can have something to eat. We don't have to go anyplace else. We're going to be playing here all night. He wasn't asking much. He wasn't asking much. So we get through with the set, and I'm talking to an old friend of mine, and kid comes around the, kid comes around the corner. Orion, what? Jose's about to get into a gunfight. <laughs> I, I said, come again? They're about to come to blows, dude. Come on. So I come around the corner. I come around the corner, and all I'm hearing is 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 Jose talking mad, mad shit. What the fuck is your fucking problem, dude? The other dude's like, this is bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. You've been haunting you bad all this time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. To skip to the end, here, here was the problem. Breakdown and communication. Yes. Jose asked for meals and everybody to have something like a Coke. And when the guy that ran the bar heard Coke, he thought Jose meant fucking Coke. <laughs> it was seriously that stupid. It was seriously that stupid. Oh, and they couldn't, they couldn't break the communication breakdown. Jose just <laughs> kept stupidly insisting, no, no, like, we want a Coke. And the guy kept thinking, you want Coke. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, I can't provide that for you. And Jose's like, yeah, we just want a Coke, man. <laughs> you give it to everybody. You give it to everybody else. <laughs> and so it got so heated that it just about came to blows. Oh, and the damn. fucking management and all of his cronies chased us out of the fucking bar. <laughs> no, they didn't chase us out of the bar. They told us to get the fuck out. And getting the fuck out, Jose left his guitar. Yeah, but it was it got physical. <laughs> yeah, it got physical. Yeah, so the there was a, there was some shoving going on. There was some shoving going on. So the Armenians and the Italians have have kicked you out. Yes, <laughs> and the, and the Irish and, and the, the Mexicans and the Russians and the Mexicans, Mexicans. And, the Mexicans and the Russians. We're friends of no one. Yes, <laughs> you know. We, well then, but that's okay. I got hopes. We got a gig to play for ISIS next week. Ow. Yeah, fuck them, man. Woo. <laughs> Why are you messing with ISIS? I thought it was her sis. Uh, Look, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. Call it. Uh, that's the end of the show. So, um, so here's the deal with this show. You have, if you've listened from the beginning, that you know that this is what's gonna happen. We are gonna end the show. Pay attention to after you what you see here. Keep letting the fucking video play because what you're going to see is um, another addition uh, to the uh, Approximate Podcast uh, live concert that we're going to have in a few weeks. Um, that's the Approximapalooza. And at the end of every show up until the Approximapalooza, uh, you're going to see a solo video uh, from somebody involved in the Approximapalooza. Approximapalooza. Um, Say that 10 times fast. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, so we're going to end the show with um, a an effort for me. Last week, you saw something from my sister, who's on the Approximapalooza. Now this week, you're going to see something from me. And it's a uh, solo effort from a recording I did in 2005 called Dying Words. Um, and it's uh, a drunken kind of funeral dirge. And I hope you like it. Next week, we'll have something from our buddy in the Approximapalooza called, uh, uh, his name's uh, Cornmo, and you'll see a video from him. Um, and anyway, doesn't, none of this matters. Just keep, just keep watching. You'll see a cool little video, a little music video, and, uh, and it's all going to build up to a live concert in about three or four weeks. So 
that's it. Orion, uh, why don't you take us out? Yes. Um, before we close, I'd like to take a moment to thank Michelle Johnson, Motown Roberts, um, uh, Motown, a little green men, Hillbilly Orchestra, um, Michelle Johnson, Michelle Johnson and Blonde Sabbath, truly some great, great local talent is 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 been bestowed upon us tonight. Thank you once again for coming out. Thank why don't we get some? Why Thank don't? You for um, hey, just to be fair, uh, let's give some contact information and. If you guys have any gigs coming up, this Website, is the time to plug Facebook, them. Gigs, this is the time to plug the time. them. Well, the Michelle Johnson Band, um, we're, you can definitely listen to our CDs on Reverb Nation. And you can come check out our website on Facebook where you can vote for us uh, for the best original rock band in Texas. Poll from the Maximum Distortion poll. Okay. And uh, I do believe that both of these guys are um, nominated for their own wonderment uh, as best drummer and best bass player. I have makes uh, sense. I have best uh, metal tribute singer, and Blonde Sabbath is also nominated for several things. Fucking nice. And um, we have Motown's birthday party at Rob's coming up May twenty seventh with Hillbilly Orchestra. And uh, it's going to be a totally rocking party. And yes, that's uh, going to be bad. We're going to take Ubers. Yep, it's going to gonna be show. an Uber night. <laughs> we're going to take sure. Ubers to the show. Yeah. <laughs> that will be known as Uber Palooza, as you like to call it. It'll be the house band Woodjo will be starting things off. Nice. And, then, and then we got Michelle Johnson Band, Hillbilly Orchestra, and then we're going to end up the night, which is the big old, like an all star jam. We're just all get as many of us on stage at once as we can and just jam out. Cover nice. songs that we all know. Nice. Cool. And I want to thank Jamie French for having <laughs> us here and for also recording our gig live. And so if you want to check out her page on YouTube, you can see this approximate podcast and yeah. one of our live videos. Oh, absolutely. Um, for people that pay attention to the approximate podcast, you know, you go on the YouTube and uh, you just <laughs> you, you pick the look, you just go to the playlist. And on, on the playlist, you have the Approximate Podcast, which is all these shows and everything we've ever recorded as the Approximate Podcast. And then you have, um, like, me and Orion's band, which is uh, This Island Earth. You'll find a playlist for that. You'll also find a playlist, and this is what's important, um, for bands and artists we work with. And so if you go to that playlist... Uh, right near the top of the page, because it's the latest upload, you'll find a recording of the Michelle Johnson Band, um, which was a gig that we uh, did at the Rail uh, about three or four weeks ago. St. Patty's Day. It was St. Patty's Day. Yeah. yeah. So check out the St. Patty's Day gig at the Approximate Podcast. Just look up the playlist on our YouTube thing. It's easy to find. You're not stupid. Um You'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> one, one other thing, Mo. Anything you want to say about um, websites for Little Green Men or HBO? Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to check out some Little Green Men music, we're on Reverb Nation slash LGM Area 51.com. Good. And uh, we got quite a few big shows coming up. Well, this weekend we're playing Saturday night at Diamond Gyms in Arlington. Sweet. With uh, Project Rogue. Uh-huh. And Wake the Fear. Wake and the Fear is pretty good. Some other band. Two other bands. <laughs> <laughs> Gun Hill is playing. Nice. Uh, my brother Doug Wanderscheid, his band. And uh, and then a band from uh, Corpus Christi that I cannot recall the name of at this very moment. But then on Sunday, there's an all-day-long show going on at the Rail Club, and it's a benefit for our friends 
who have a daughter named Journey who is uh, very handicapped, and we are raising money for them to get a van with a wheelchair lift so they don't hey, have to. Uh, we're going to have a link to we're going to have a link to that in the description of this podcast. So we'll deal with that. And and yeah, uh, you guys definitely check that out. Yes. Click on the link in the description of this episode and go donate or do whatever they need you to do because that's important. Yeah, that it's, has to be done. It's a so great do cause. That. Yes, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll be headlining. Uh, Swan Song will be playing. The Led Zeppelin tribute. Uh, Neil Drennan band. Uh, Lucky McFuggerby. Uh, Texas Mud. Uh, there's about eight bands playing all together. It's nice. an all day long thing. They'll have food early, there. Right? Starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. They'll have barbecue. They'll have raffles, auctions. It's it's going to be very cool. And and then down the road beyond that, in fact, one of the raffle items is going to be pairs of tickets to see the one and only Ingve Momstein at oh, Gas Monkey Live. Right. Everybody, with, everybody, with the, skip with, that. <laughs> no little green men <laughs> because the play. opening band is going to be little green men everybody go to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you don't win tickets from us on sunday you can buy them from us we got tons of them for sale at a discounted price so that nice. way you can pretend you won <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, wow i got my tickets to see lgu <laughs> oh, Ryan, and, and, and you can also go to the 97 won the eagles website and vote for us uh, in a nationwide contest to open up five stadium shows for Metallica. Wait a minute, the Michelle Johnson band is is part of that contest too, right? Oh wow, well. we got button heads here. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Wait, sounds, I think a million other um, are too. Hey, voter fraud. Vote for both. No. Vote for both. LGMA We're gonna get the Russians involved in this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Orion, uh, tell the people what we do go do. <laughs> the Approximate Podcast is a Dead Girl production. Uh, if you need us, you can find us in the Twitterverse at ApproxPod.com. Yes. ApproxPod at ApproxPod. You can find me, Jamie, and the Diva there. Um, with regards to media, if you can't find us on ApproximatePodcast.com, a.k.a. The Mothership, you can find us through all sources of media. There is also the Burner Line, kid. Uh, the burner line is 817-673-3704. What you do there is you, you type in that number and you uh, you leave us a message or you send us a text. And we'll address your questions or comments on the show. 817-673-3704. Um, I believe that's, that's basically it, right? Long live Iron Cross. Iron Cross! <laughs> Iron Cross! <laughs> Everybody, look, fuck, just not watch. not to be mistaken with the actual really good metal band from Florida called Yeah, Iron yeah, Cross. yeah, yeah. You know, no disrespect <laughs> to the Florida Everybody, everybody, <laughs> shut up! Everybody, Listen. everybody, take your clothes off. Yeah. She didn't shut Woo! up. Woo! She didn't shut up. I know. Okay. Watch this video. Enjoy. Bye.